It's a wonderful name, isn't it? Amen. Thank the Lord. Well, this this morning, like I said, time my message is walking with God, but there's a little bit more to it. It's walking with God in faith, walking with God in faith. Let's ask the Lord help us. Now, Father, thank you again uh, for the time of the preaching. We pray that you'll give us the words to say now and give us hearts that are tender to it. Lord, I pray if there be someone in this room here today that's not saved, that this would be the day of their salvation. Lord, uh, sat in church for a long time, not saved. And Lord, there may be somebody like that today, sat in church for years maybe, never really trusted you. And I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. So Father, just bless and help us all as we might contemplate this truth and we might do what it says and follow you in faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We find in the Bible that many people different people I should say not a whole lot has said about it but there's a lot a lot of people did follow the Lord and I'm glad for people who today follow the Lord amen and uh, and and the wonderful thing about it is that it is a possibility that we all could follow him I think about uh, you know people follow him in different circumstances in their life uh, I thought about Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden they followed the Lord and uh, of course, you say, but they sinned. But yeah, they but they were still following the Lord. And in the Garden of Eden, Enoch he walked with God. I would have to say this: Enoch walked with God in consistency. I mean, he just for years walked with the Lord. Isn't it amazing? You know, I, I'm, I'm, it's a little bit. I get a little bit leery of on again and off again Christians. You know, we need to be consistent. And I think about Enoch was a very consistent man and walked with the Lord in consistency. Noah walked with the Lord, too, and he walked with the Lord, and I kind of call it this way, he walked in loneliness. You know, I mean, there were, I mean, how many people were there helping him out on building this ark? It was just his family was all that was there. Nobody else wanted to help him out. I'm sure people came by and used him for entertainment. You know, kind of watch him, see him. Probably somebody said, hey, come on, let's go look at that crazy guy down there building this ark. Like, who, what is that, and what's that for? And I'm sure they made fun of him about it. And, you know, he, he probably lived a pretty lonely life where folks didn't really believe what, what he was doing, but, you know, he, he walked with God. And uh, it's amazing to build that ark. Uh, Mark and Emily went to see uh, in Kentucky the ark and uh, uh, the reproduction of it and was saying about it, show me some pictures of it, how huge it is. And you can imagine, you know, it took them a long time to build it, there in Kentucky, that one, with all the tools that we have today, can you imagine how it was with Noah building that ark? But the reason he did it was he walked with God. You know, great mighty things can be done if you walk with God. And so I thought about Noah, and then I thought about Job. Job walked with God too, but Job, to me it was like this, he walked with God in confusion. I'm sure he thought, you know, why is this all happening to me? Why is all this going on in my life? And boy, what things he went through in his life and the, the stress of all this, the problems here. And, uh, but, but he walked with God. And then we find in chapter 12 here of Genesis, another person that walked with God, and that was Abraham. And uh, it's interesting, the Bible tells us about him there. We've read that story there. But if you keep your place in Genesis, if you want to, you can go with me to the book of Hebrews. Uh, or you can just listen to it because I'm almost there. And uh, I'll, I'll read it to you. But in the book of Hebrews, in, in chapter number 11, if that's, that's where we're going to look here. In Hebrews chapter 11, then we're going to go to the book of James. So don't close your place there. But in Hebrews chapter number 11, if you look at verse number, uh, verse number 8, Hebrews eleven eight, and the Bible says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, now notice this, not knowing whither he went. By faith 
he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, for he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. Go with me just to the next book over, the book of James in chapter number 2. In James chapter number 2 and verse number 21. And we look at verses 21 through verse number 23. And the Bible says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scriptures were fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was, counted, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. What a statement to be made about somebody. A statement of saying, what a friend of God. A friend of God. I look and I think about uh, the book of James kind of sets it forth that, that, that Abraham had a faith that works. Yes, he did works not to be saved. He did works because he was saved. The faith, I believe, that, that produced those works in, in his life. Some may ask, well, what is faith? Well, we can look biblically defined. It tells us that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The word substance, interesting word there, it means this, to stand staunch. That there's something to stand upon or to be under something. Faith is the foundation on which we must stand and I think about, you know, that, that substance. But then it says about evidence, too. And evidence is proof or conviction to witness. And I think about, you know, so faith is having the proof and then standing upon it. You say, preacher, what do we have as proof? Let me tell you something. Here's the proof that we need right here in this O King James Bible. Here's the proof that we need today. The people are saying, well, I want to see it. I, I believe it because I've seen it in the Word of God. Uh, people say, well, I had a man one time say to me, he said, boy, it sounds to me like all you believe to be true is the word of God. Yes, Amen. thy word is truth. And, and, and so I, I, I understand my faith, I have faith, but I have, my faith is this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. So there's substance and there is evidence. So faith is biblically demanded by us. Listen to this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. There's no way you can please God without faith. But the verse goes on. For he that cometh to God must, must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith is an important part of our life, and Abraham had great faith. And I believe that was one of the reasons why God said to him that he was a friend of God. Now, what's interesting in James chapter number two, it says not a friend of God, but the friend of God. Makes a big difference. Listen to it again, James 2.22. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? Verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. I believe God uses that definite uh, uh, article there because it was important that we understood that it wasn't just a friend, but God was saying, he's my special friend. Now, you know what? We can have multiple special friends, and so can God. 
Abraham was a special friend of God. Why? Because he walked with God. He walked with God. You know, I, I, I think about, you know, when we grew up, us as boys and girls growing up, we had friends. And if you went, you know, you went to school, if you were in a public school years ago, you know, and you had a bunch of kids in your class, and we would all say, man, they're all friends, you know. And, uh, uh, but there was always some that were your best friend. And uh, you've heard me give illustrations before. I had a best friend. He was Glenn. He was my neighbor. One across the street, down one house, was Glenn. And two houses down, I should say. And uh, he, Glenn was my best friend. I mean, if I went outside, my mom said, where, where are you going? You're going to Glenn's. I go, I'm going to Glenn's. Or Glenn was at my house. I go to his house, and uh, he would come to my house. Now, the reason he came to my house, I'd go to his house, and we would watch Fraser Thomas and uh, what was that program? They had, uh, they, had, they had the old movies on in the evening. Anybody remember that? None of you did that? You were all reading your Bibles instead of watching the movies, weren't you? But I, I remember Fraser Thomas and Family Classics. Still didn't ring a bell? Boy, you guys lived in the old days, didn't you? And, but I, we, we'd, watch, we'd watch that. But Glenn would come to my house, and you know what we would watch? Three Stooges. His mom wouldn't let him watch Three Stooges, but he was my best friend. He'd come over, and we'd watch Three Stooges. My mom didn't want us to watch Three Stooges, but we did, and maybe that's some of my problem today. Evidently, I soaked up more Three Stooges than I did Family Classics. And to be honest with you, Family Classics was not that thrilling to me, but his mom always had what they called, they had popcorn and chocolate pop. What was, it, what was that called? Yahoo? Yahoo? Yahoo, remember that? Well, you all know your Yahoo, don't you? But you don't know Family Classics. But I would go over there, we'd have, but me and him, we were best friends. Now I had other friends, but that best friend. I'm thinking, you know, this is the situation here. Abraham was like, God's best friend. He walked with God. He was with God. He, he followed God and whatever God wanted him to do. And I, I began to think that that best friend or that, that someone very special, really close, and that's what the Holy Spirit, I believe, in the book of James was trying to show us there, that Abraham was so close, he was like a best friend to God. How wonderful it is that we can be that close to God. You know, sometimes we look and say, well, God, he's so far out there, and God is so big, and yes, he is, but he's so close, too. I thank the Lord that he saved my soul. He didn't go down and save a bunch of people at one time. He saved my soul August 11, 1971. I don't know if other people got saved that day, but I know he was there to save my soul. I think about how that we can know him. Some things about Abraham I thought was important there. One of them was Abraham loved the Lord. I I believe he really loved him. He's not going to follow him until he loves him. But he loved the Lord. He believed the Lord. And then I believe it was the last thing I already gave it away was that he followed the Lord. I don't believe you could do the other two things unless you did the first thing. What was the first thing? He loved the Lord. And you know, I I thought, you know, we'll we'll not believe God unless we love God. We'll not follow him unless we love him. So Abraham loved, believed, and followed the Lord. But here's the thing about Abraham. Are you listening? Abraham believed God. But he, and he was a friend of God, but he was not a perfect person. That helps me. I'm not perfect. Go ahead. Say amen. Watch it, woman. I'm not a perfect person, but neither are you. 
And by the way, Abraham was not a perfect person. And yet he could be a friend of God. You know, I know sometimes we think, well, you know, I've been so bad, I've done wrong. We all have. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us have. And yet what happens, we know that God still loves us. He's still our friend, even though we fail. I believe God wants us to be perfect. Be perfect as I am perfect. God talked about that. But I know this. I know it's an impossibility as long as I live in this flesh. The Apostle Paul understood it, didn't he? He said, the things I ought to do, I don't do. The things I shouldn't do, I do them. Oh, he was, he was beside himself because of this old flesh that he lived in. And I think about Abraham. Abraham understood this too. Abraham loved God. He believed God. He followed God. But he was imperfect. But Abraham trusted God. I think if we could be perfect, we probably wouldn't honor God. We wouldn't glorify him. If we could be perfect, we would just like to say, look how good I am. We would glorify ourselves. But as long as we're in this flesh, we will not be perfect. But while we're in this flesh, we can still be a friend of God. We can. It was Abraham's faith, not his works, that made him the friend of God. You say, well, the Bible talked about his works. I understand that. But as we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, it said, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. So here was Abraham that had faith in God. And here was Abraham who was a man who was not perfect and sometimes failed. But it makes me realize this, that God could take people who fail and use them and could be their friend. I look at my life sometimes and I think, oh, why do I do things that I do? Why don't I do what I should do? Why do I? And, and, I, and I think I fail so many times. I think if we're all honest, we would all would say, you know, the same thing about all of us, preacher. We fail. You know, we, get, we listen to something in church and say, man, that really challenged me and I'm going to straighten things out. And then what happens? We fail. It's the way it is. I'm not making an excuse for our failures. I'm saying that's what happens to us. We fail. And then, then the, here's the thing we've got to be careful about. Then we start thinking, well, then God can't use us. Well, I've failed him. I've let him down. But you know what? A friend loves at all times. If we're a friend of God, we're going to keep loving him, and he's going to keep loving us for sure. I think about Abraham. He was not perfect, and he failed many times. I believe fa Abraham failed when he lied about Sarah not being his wife. Remember, they went down to Egypt, and he was afraid that they would kill him for his wife. And so he said, let's not tell him you're my wife. We'll tell him you're my sister. He lied. He failed. You say, well, preacher, don't you understand? I know. I understand where he was coming from. But you understand God was going to take care of him. And I look, and I think, why, God, did you have to bring this up? When you talk about this is a man that's going to bless all nations because of this man, and your seed is there. God, God, how, how is it that you brought this up? God, I think, was trying to show us this. No matter what, God says, I love you, and I want you to walk with me, and I can use you. Abraham failed God when he allowed Lot to take the inheritance toward Sodom. I really think Lot should have said no, no Lot, or Abraham should have said no Lot. You can't have that ground. Look out yonder. Look what, look what your scenery is. Did you think Abraham could see what Lot saw? And he, 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 said, he said, all right, you go ahead and take that. I, 
I, I, think, I think Abraham should have said, no, no, you don't need that. But Abraham was a friend of God. I think Abraham failed there when he, when he allowed Sarah to give him Hagar to, to produce a child. It was wrong. It was wrong. You say, preacher, why does God show us things about him and like with David and, and others and, and, and Moses? And, and, and how is it that, that God shows us? God shows us people that have failed, yet people that have walked with God. You see, if we don't realize, if we, if we, if we fail to realize that God will allow us to walk with him, even though we're not perfect, you say, but preacher, we ought to do better. I've not said not to do better. I'm saying this, that we are as an imperfect people can walk with God. Abraham did. Over 4,000 years ago, God brought, God brought a man out of a heathen land. By faith made him the father of many nations. Abraham. He walked with God in faith when he left the Ur of Chaldees. Look at verse number one again. Now the Lord said, had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Now you think about this, several things. One of them is this. It is amazing. Abraham did not have the word of God like we have it today. You know what I'm so thankful for? I've got it in writing what God wants me to do. Abraham didn't have that. But Abraham was so close to God, he heard the voice of God speak to his heart. And so what happened? The Lord said, get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. He says, I want you to leave and I'll show you the land. Did he tell him what land it was here? Didn't tell him. Where Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God knew where this land was. And the Bible says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Oh, the Lord's just telling him all these things are going to happen. He's got to take everybody and leave, and I'm going to bless you in a mighty way. He can't see those blessings that are there. He can't even see the land. He doesn't even know what land he's going to. But he believes God. He didn't know where he was going, but he knew God knew where he was going. Amen. Let that sink in. You know, I, when, I, when God called me to preach, I didn't know where God would have me go. I didn't, I didn't know. But I learned this. I wanted to be where God wanted me to be. And I knew this, that when I started to preach, and people say, well, where are you going to go? Where are you going to pastor? Where are you going to go to serve the Lord? You know what I'd say? I don't know. But always inside, I knew this. He knows. I mean, in my mind, you remember me telling about it, and my mind was somewhere warm where there's no snow. Lord, Pennsylvania is not always warm and it has snow. But the Lord said, I know where you're going. I thought Tennessee, man, there's a lot of biters down there. I never have to go soul winning. All the biters would come, I'd fill up a church with biters. Well, that's a scary thought, isn't it? 
didn't know. I said, God, I surrender to you. I, 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 will, I will go where you want me to go. God knew before I ever knew. And God knows before you ever know to what his will is for your life. Abraham believed God. And so God knew this, or Abraham knew this. He knew that, that God never fails. I mean, you think about it. What would he do? God said, I want you to gather up your stuff and your family there, and I want you to leave and go somewhere I haven't even told you where to go. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm no Abraham. God knows that. But I know what it's like to pack up everything you have in the back of a truck. And your wife and your one child that you had at that time. And say goodbye to everybody that you know. I didn't know anybody. Pennsylvania? I thought it was a bunch of historians. What's in Pennsylvania? History. That's all there is. I remember pulling out from the house. I almost get teary-eyed thinking about it again. And my mom and dad, they're in heaven now. And my brother's standing there pulling away in that U-Haul truck. Everything we have is in the back. Leaving my mom, my dad, my brothers, which that wasn't so bad. But leave my mom, my dad, my brothers, my church, my pastor, my friends, my grandmother. Where I grew up. I'll be honest with you, that's a little bit difficult. I'd do it over again. You know why? God's will is always best. I'm not an Abraham, but I understand a little bit what Abraham was going through. I'm glad I didn't have to pack my stuff on camels. I'm glad I had a truck, amen, and didn't have air conditioning. But I don't think camels did either, so don't worry about it. But I remember packing up that stuff, and I thought, oh, my, we're, we're going to a place. I don't even know this place. I mean, I took the long way getting out here. I didn't even know the right way to get to Pennsylvania. I mean, I, I knew it was east, but that's about it, you know. And, and I, I make, made the trip, and I thought, you know, God, I know that you have a will for my life. Abraham trusted God, and yet I know how it is to have to say goodbye to so much. But God has exactly what we need. My dad ended up telling a man one day, he says, I don't think a bulldozer could pull my son out of Pennsylvania. You know why? I think I told Ted this yesterday. When God moved me here, he moved my heart here too. And I found this. God knew and God knows what's best. Thank the Lord. Abraham walked with God in confidence. He never questioned God. Verse 4 and 5 says here in, in chapter number 12, says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. I mean, he was no young guy. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and then Lot, his brother's son, and, they, and their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go to the land of Canaan, and to the land of Canaan they came. And where they headed out, that's where they went, where God wanted them to go. You know, Abraham didn't say, Lord, well, let me, let me decide where we're going to go. If you tell me where we're going to go, I will decide whether to follow you or not. No, my Lord knows the way through the wilderness. The wilderness means you don't know what's out there. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is what? Follow. 
Yeah, I, I, if I follow him, he knows Abraham was a friend of God. Why? He trusted God. He believed God. He was willing to pack up everything and follow God. Abraham walked with God in faith when he believed God for the promised seed. He knew that he and Sarah were physically not able to have a child. For God to say, y'all going to have a child was an impossibility to them. But the Bible tells me that all things are possible with the Lord. Aren't you glad for that? So, well, I just don't know if I can do what God wants me to do. You can do what God wants you to do. It is a possibility if you trust him. I like what Jeremiah 32 verse 27 tells us there. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? You know what the answer is? Nothing's too hard for the Lord. You say, preacher, you don't understand my problem. I may say this. I may not understand your problem, but I know who knows about the problem, and I know that nothing's too big for God. Amen. So we read in Genesis chapter number 15, if you just turn over a page or so there, in chapter 15, verse number 1, God, God makes a promise to Abraham. Abraham's following the Lord, and, and God already told him about what was going to happen. And the Bible says in verse number 1, it says, and these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, fear not, Abram, uh, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of, of Damascus? And Abram said, behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is not mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, This shall not be thine heir, but thou shalt come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he thought, and he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said to him, So shall thy seed be. God's telling this man, it's past the childbearing days. And his wife passed the childbearing days. You're going to have a child. And he says, that's not going to happen. God said, I'm going to bless you so much. Look at them stars. He looks up the stars, says, number them. He goes, I can't do it. God said, I'm going to give, I'm going to bless your seed. And what does he say in verse number six? And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for what? Righteousness. He believed God. You know, I'm thankful that he believed the Lord and God counted that for righteousness. You know, not, Abraham not only believed God for the seed, but God also believed God for his personal salvation. I'm glad that I believe God for my personal salvation too. You say, preach, you know, I, I got so many. They say, well, you can't know that you're saved. Well, my Bible tells me, my God tells me in his Bible that I can know that I'm saved. I'm glad I know where I'm going. I'm glad I know where I'm going. You know, you say, well, preacher, this, this walk with God sometimes is difficult. Let me ask you this. Would you walk with God if he promised you to do that you, that he would do the impossible? I think we would if we would just believe him. God's able to do what we think we cannot do. Have you ever told God that before? I, don't, I can't do that. I can't be a witness. I can't, I can't tithe. I can't, I can't be faithful. I can't do these things. We tell God we can't do it, but God says, you know what? All things are possible. He says, but I don't know if I really could. Ask God to help you to do it. Walk with him. Abraham walked with God in faith when he offered up Isaac as 
God had commanded. Go with me to chapter 22 of Genesis. Genesis chapter 22. Boy, what a story this is, isn't it? Chapter 22 about Isaac and, 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 and what, what God said there to him in verse 22, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham? And he said, Behold, here I am. You know, it, what's interesting here, that, that, that he was so close to God when God spoke, he heard him. And he said, Take now thy son. Oh, thine only son. You see, that son that God gave them, that impossibility, he said, Take that, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee in the land of Moriah, and offer him, offer, offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Let that sink in what God was asking him to do. He said, take your one and only son, that son, that miraculous son. I want you to take him and offer him as a burnt offering. Can you imagine? Let that sink in. What, what a thing God's asking him. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of the young men with him. And Isaac, his son... And clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place in which God had told him. You think about this. He was planning on doing what God told him to do. He had everything ready. He's got everything all saddled up and he's ready to go and he's taking his son there. You say, well, do you think Abraham understood what death meant or what a sacrifice meant? Of course he knew. He was familiar with sacrifices. A sacrifice meant that something was going to die. And Abraham's been told by God, who he know that God knows that God's word is true, told by God, I want you to take it, I want you to offer your son as a burnt offering. He knew that that death was final. Oh, but wait a minute. I believe he also knew that God could resurrect him from the dead. I believe he knew that. So what happens? God tells him, I, I want you to go and offer your son. You say, why do you believe that he, why do you think that he believed that he would raise him from the dead? Because I believe that, that he knew that, that he had to do something like that for Isaac. For God said, I'm going to bless this world from thy seed. And Isaac was that. So he knew what God said he's going to do. So if I'm going to kill him, I'm thinking it's going through his mind. And that means God's going to raise him up. I trust somebody that was on a cross and died one day. And he rose up, didn't he? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 11, if you want to go back there with me again, I know we've been back and forth there, but Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. You know, I, I, believe, I believe Abraham just, just trusted God here. And uh, uh, he, just, he just believed God. And knew that even when God told him to do something that he couldn't quite understand, he was willing to do it. I mean, start out from the beginning. God said, I want you to take everything and I want you to go and leave. I'm not going to tell you where to go. But I'll take you where you're supposed to go. Abraham believed God. He believed God. 
He trusted God. Abraham had faith. That's important for even others. You say, preacher, this faith Abraham had, that was wonderful for him. But you stop and think about it. Because of Abraham's faith, that we can have faith too. You see, we don't live our lives just to ourselves. Our lives touch other people's lives. This morning in my Sunday school lesson, we taught about the example that we can be. In the church of Thessalonica, they were an example to people. And, and in my Sunday school class, you can kind of rest during this little piece here, all right? But in, what, what he did, that, that the people of Thessalonica influenced people that were 350 miles away. And I, I told the folks, that's like from, uh, what was the place, uh, Virginia Beach? He's about that far away. Takes six hours in a car to drive down there. And yet the Bible says that the church of Thessalonica, these people who didn't have cars and, all, and, and planes or anything like that, they influenced people 350 miles away. Their life. Why? Because there were people like the Apostle Paul who believed God. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? The Apostle Paul put out a blank statement and said, God, fill it in. Fill it in. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? And God gave. He trusted God. Abraham was that way too. God said, Abraham, I want you to go. He says, I'll go. He didn't say, where, Lord? Let me, let me find out where you want me to go. And then I'll decide. Didn't do that. He just said, Lord, I'll go. Take your son. And offer him there upon that mountaintop there as a, as a burnt offering. And I'm sure his heart broke and thought, I can't understand. This doesn't seem to make sense. Hey, do things sometimes seem not to make sense to you? But God always knows, doesn't he? I know I look at different situations and I wonder, God, why? And God says, don't worry about why. Just trust me. Just trust me. Abraham's faith blessed us. Galatians 3, 6 says, Even as Abraham believed God, it was counted unto him, was counted to him, accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7 and 8 and 9 says this, Know ye therefore they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. In Abraham, all nations will be blessed. Would that mean our nation? Yeah. We're getting blessings because a man walked with God one day and believed God. Listen, verse 9 of that same Galatians 3. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. I am blessed today because of Abraham too. Because Abraham believed God. I'm so glad today that, you know, we benefit from the faith of Abraham. And that just reminds me this, that others can benefit by my faith too. Abraham lived a long time ago. But God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we would just believe him and trust him. Abraham, why do you walk with God? I love God. I believe God. And you know what? Because I love him and I believe him, I'm going to follow him. We sing the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. 
The song goes on to say, no turning back. No turning back. You know what? Why would you want to turn back when you could be following the Lord Jesus Christ? Because you'll always, you say, but I don't see. Abraham didn't see where he was going. We don't always see. He didn't see that what was going to happen there. He didn't see a ram caught in the thicket at the beginning. But God saw it. He said, I want you to go and offer your son. And he did. He raised up his hand to pierce his heart. God said, whoa, wait a minute. There's a ram in the thicket. I'm thinking, you know, why didn't Abraham even notice that? He didn't. God had it hidden well, didn't he? What happens, he went and got that, took his son, untied him, got him up there, took that ram and sacrificed that ram. God's got everything planned out. Trust him. Our world looks like a mess today. You know what? It is. But there's a God. And heaven has everything under control. Have, have you said this? I know I've said it. What in the world's going to happen? Are you ready? You want to know what's going to happen? Jesus is going to come. You say, what's going to happen to us? I don't know, but I'm following him. I decided to follow Jesus. And this is my motto, no turning back. No turning back. If others won't go with me, no turning back. I'm not going to go back to this old, the old world had nothing to offer. You think about what I had before I had Jesus, I had hell. That was my home. Hell was going to be my home. But when I trusted Christ, I have a place called heaven. Abraham walked with God in his situation. And you this morning and I can walk with God in our situations too. He said, but preacher, you don't know my situation. I don't have to know. I know this. I know God. And God knows your situation. He said, but he doesn't show me everything. He didn't show Abraham everything. You see, here's the secret to it all. Not that I see everything, but that I see him. We see Jesus. And we trust him. If you don't love him, you won't trust him. If you don't love him, you won't follow him. Maybe what we ought to say this morning is this. We ought to fall in love with the Lord this morning. Maybe you're here this morning. You're not saved. Got news for you. He loves you. And he wants to save your soul. He wants you to come to heaven and live with him forever. Isn't that a wonderful thought? But God says, you know what? If you're saved, I'm going to take care of you in this old life. And I know what's best for you. Abraham can say, well, I'm going to leave all those other people. And that's hard. I understand that. But he had something better for him. And blessed him. And of all nations have been blessed because there was a man that walked with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for the time this morning that we've had. Lord, I pray that we'll be a people that would trust you. Lord, we, we would just take your hand and let you guide us through life. Lord, I know that sometimes things are difficult, and I know that we oftentimes would like to have it all opened up to us and show us all the plans, but Lord, you don't do that. You just say, trust me, faith. Abraham had faith to follow you. Abraham had faith in you. And this morning, we can have faith in you to guide us. And Lord, if there's somebody here not saved, they could put their faith and trust in that saving power of Jesus Christ. 
our heads bowed, our eyes closed here this morning. If you were to die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? I wonder if there'd be anyone this morning said, Preacher, I don't know that I'd go to heaven, but I'd like to know that. I, I, I can't say that for sure I'd go to heaven. I hope to, I want to, but I'm, I, there's never really been that time when I put my faith and trust in Jesus for salvation. Preacher, I need to be saved this morning. Would you slip your hand up? Anyone this morning, preacher, that's me. I'm not sure of that salvation you talk about. Christian, this morning, are you walking with him? Walk with him as Abraham did in faith. Just trust in the Lord. You say, but preacher, I just can't see the way. Well, you know what? Abraham didn't see the way either, but he saw the Lord who knew the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if we would just trust him. He's the way. And he'll take care of you. Trust him today. Maybe God spoke to your heart. You need to take care of some business with the Lord at the altar. Maybe God just shared with you something there. Maybe you've just been t- just fussing with something in your life and not too sure about which way, which direction to go. Why don't you decide? Why don't you just this morning say, Lord, I'll follow you anywhere. Just leave me. I'll trust you. Father, bless the invitation time now. I pray that your will would be done. Lord, help us to be honest with you and help us to make the right decisions today. Lord, we make a mess when we try to figure it out ourselves. But Father, guide us and direct us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.